Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Hey, kids, do you like wrestling? Well, we like wrestling, too. We are Shake Them Ropes here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Myself and Chris Novembrino kind of doing a lazy river of wrestling criticism, going through the news and whatever happened in stateside television wrestling. And also, you know what? Sometimes we just like to watch old stuff and talk about that, too. Love for you to give us a listen. If you haven't already, we are Shake Them Ropes here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Kids, do you like professional wrestling? Well, we like professional wrestling, too. This is Shake Them Ropes. Hopefully a little bit of a lighter version than last week. Thank you for your kind words for that. I am Jeff Hawkins, here with Chris Novembrino, who tells me he has not experienced traffic in almost a month. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, well, shut up. No. <laughs> hey, look, you two, you two can live this dream. It's uh, no, it's I an can, affordable, well, I, could, I guess. It's an affordable and tenable dream. It's not. I'm not living, you know, in uh, some million dollar place. Come on now. Yeah. Okay. No. Um. So so today starts uh peak season. I guess is what we'd call it because uh because I'm peaking right now. No. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, the road to WrestleMania begins today or this week with the Royal Rumble. We'll have a Royal Rumble preview. Um, yeah, and uh, <laughs> I don't have anything for the top of the show. Let's just go into the news. Splitting it into two, starting with the WWE. Devon Dudley resigned from WWE as an agent slash producer. Says it was just time. He did not choose to disclose that. Or he did not. Uh, he just chose not to renew his. Uh, his deal. I don't know if he's looking to go elsewhere. I don't know if this is a, Hey, I'm going to resign. And <laughs> all of a sudden he's on AEW the next week, like certain other producers with WWE. But uh, I mean, from, from what I've seen of his work, he, I mean, did a lot of work with the tag teams. And uh, I, I think an agent with his tag team knowledge is, is going to be sorely missed there. Yeah. I, I think that's probably the strongest assessment we can really give. It's not like you know everything about who mm-hmm. agents what match and that sort of thing. And we see it like in drips and drabs, but I, I don't know enough about yeah. the day-to-days of Devon's workings. 
That's okay. We'll move on. Uh, actually, circling back from a little news from last week, which was uh, dominated by the Jay Briscoe coverage. Uh, apparently, according to Dave Meltzer, The Rock has said he will not have enough time to get in shape for WrestleMania. Which is hilarious, given that this entire Bloodline story originally was a <laughs> now a two to three year plan to lead up to Roman Reigns versus The Rock at WrestleMania in Los Angeles. Yeah, if only he could have seen this coming. <laughs> well, he had time to prep. Yeah, no, <laughs> it, it was honestly it was rude of WWE to blindside him with this years long storyline. How do you do that on a handshake deal? I, I know the rock's it. a big deal. I know or he thinks he's a big deal. I, I tend to I tend to shade old Dwayne when it comes to I think to Dwayne and as a is on the back fan. side of it. Yeah. Uh, like I, I mean the sort of dirty secret here is that Dwayne probably peaked in terms of movie relevancy maybe about six, seven years ago. Well, I mean, he, to me he's always if been a guy before. attached with other IP. And 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 the stuff right. that he does on his own, like skyscraper. It's just garbage for the most part. So, I mean, it's, I get it, but I mean. <laughs> He's never quite turned into the great character actor that I think, or uh, the, like, the. He's never been really great at characterization in a way that I would have thought he might have been able to morph into based on his WWF career. I think career. he could have been a great character actor, but I think his team always wanted him to be a movie star. And I right. think that's, that's part of the problem too, as well. You know, this isn't a big enough role. I'm not going to take this. And it's like, uh, okay, whatever. Um, interestingly enough, they did change Monday's uh, bloodline from from the uh, was it the uh, acknowledgement ceremony? They were going to have Alpha and Sika and all the Samoans and stuff, where I assumed Rock would have debuted at some point to the trial of Sami Zayn. Uh, we'll talk about that maybe a little bit in the Lazy River, but yeah, no, I just it, it's one of those things where it's like, dude, you've been doing this story for two years and you didn't have an ending this is like the jade cargo push it's like yeah like, it's like oh well that ending didn't work now we need to figure out another one and sometimes that's good you know if you have a team of professionals doing this and sometimes it's bad i just i just i can't i can't fathom them although this could all be a work too this could be doing going yeah you know i'm not really not gonna be ready and then he shows up at, at the rumble there, there's that possibility too we should Boy, be that to that's what they they need to hope uh and that's i think would be the best case scenario here because is it there is no real clear off-ramp to me oh okay um we'll get to that with the rumble I, well no i i no i i mean they they need rock in order to make this bloodline thing really wrap up it's what they've been building towards and i think it's what the audience is sort of expecting that they viewed this as a vehicle for the rock and i think roman's push right here requires that big rock match you don't think, i think in order uh, hold for on you don't think either sammy or cody are big enough to to take down or they could get enough groundswell support from either of those people to take down i don't roman? think you can do it with sammy i think sammy's doing a hell of a job you know i like what sammy's been yeah. doing i think he's been doing a hell of a job yeah cody's a more interesting discussion but like i it remains to be seen uh when he comes back here um where you know like hopefully they'll, they'll be into him i they've certainly been you know trying to heat him back up on tv but I don't know, man. I, I just think that for Roman, 
neither Sammy nor Cody is as uh, powerful of beating the story as actually like, you know, I, I would have Roman beat Rock. Like if you're trying to make Roman, make Roman. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah, right no, I, so no, Roman beating Rock at WrestleMania to me is the gold sort of standard here, right? Inter- interestingly enough, uh, tied into that, it was thought that a big pitch had been made to Steve Austin and they thought that that might be a replacement for the rock. So it might be Austin and Roman, but now it turns out according to the wrestling observer, it was a, he was pitched for Brock Lesnar. And if I'm Steve Austin, I'm looking (laughs) at you going, are you effing kidding me? I am not taking a single suplex off anything. And that, that would, that would automatically It would be a bowling shoes, ugly. Yeah, no, it'd be a bowling shoes, ugly match. Like the mud hole stomps from, you know, 58 year old Steve Austin. Brock takes a stunner and either doesn't sell it enough or wildly oversells it, but it probably looks pretty ugly. He takes a Fez. Like there's not enough of a match there. Yeah. The whole reason it worked with Kevin Owens is because of all the brawling and that sort of thing. And like the Lesnar match is getting tossed around and getting suplexed. And and Austin can't do that on his fused neck. Right. And also Lesnar doesn't usually lose Lesnar matches. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole different thing, too. Like you have to. Yeah. I, no, it's it'd be a terrible match. Just a general thought on this. Ronda Rousey is not scheduled to be in the Rumble. So what are we saying that portends? I think it portends that they have made. I mean, we, we've kind of alluded to it and it was kind of reported a few weeks ago that the uh, Ronda Becky both belt unification match was off and that they've gone with other plans. I'm wondering if I wonder if Ronda's done for a while. Yeah, I, I know that, that that's what I mean. The big thing that makes me think is that like maybe Ronda's just done for a minute. Could be. Uh the Bella. It's never worked. You know what I mean? Like if they they were done with Ronda, I wouldn't I wouldn't sit there and be like that's a terrible decision. You know what else is a terrible decision? Being heavily into social media and then deciding to have a few drinks. Cuz the Bellas went on and uh they were originally scheduled to be part of Raw Legends Night and uh they pulled out stating that the uh, company had no real creative plans for them. other than maybe being in a poker game or something and uh went on a little bit of a tear uh blasting the company for their lack of planning and stuff Uh, i would assume that the bellas will not be in the rumble on on saturday for anybody who's wondering about that but uh it's interesting at least to me from from my vantage point as somebody who's very very cynical about show business and also not exactly the biggest Bellas fan in the world that the Bellas now feel they have the position to bite the hand that feeds them a little bit. I'm not saying they're ungrateful because I mean, look, but the Bellas gave as much as, as they took from that company. I mean, yes, the, uh, the, the reality shows made them famous on E and you know, they earned, they earned that money by sacrificing a lot of their health and their bodies for this company. And that Um, helped the company too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, they, they they were able to be stars that, in their own way, really elevated stuff. Total Divas worked because of the Bellas. I'm not saying that like we watched a lot of Total Divas or anything back in the day, but like no. that was a show that had an appeal to a completely different demo market and like actually did kind of well. And I remember talking to women who watched Total Divas but would never watch WWE oh. television. 
Yeah, I'm sorry. It's not Raw Legends Night. It was it was uh, Raw 30th Anniversary. But they Raw always Triple do, X. They all <laughs> and they always do these things. They always do the Legends Night. Also, I think on the Go Home Show. I think it. I think it's always been, and I hate that because it should be everything should be concentrating on 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 the Rumble. And they always have these dumb things like Raw Anniversaries, like the Monday of. So it always kind of takes away from it in some ways. I just uh, I hate their lack of planning on that part. Hey. You know what? Make it a kayfabe anniversary and do it do it the week after the rumble or whatever. But I just I just couldn't stand that. Uh sad news for the Shake Them Ropes uh fan base. As they know, uh Ginny announced her retirement on January 14th. She is Oh no. She has decided that to hang them up because hey, you know, injuries took their toll. She's uh, happily married now to Walter slash uh Oh God! Why have I Gunther. already Gunther? Have I already forgotten his name? I've already forgotten his name. Yes, Gunther. Um, yeah, I think she also had some visa problems as well. But uh, I think just the the toll of injuries and just time has gone. But man, did I love me some Ginny? No, she, she was, was great. A, she was a but perfect pro wrestling character to me. We were also always concerned about her, her very thin frame yeah. being a durability issue. You have to have a certain amount of mass on you to be able to take these bumps and protect your bones. And she's had definitely one of the highlights of the, uh, of the NXT UK era. And especially, you know, I remember, I think it was either shimmer or shine or no, it was progress. Actually. She had a hell of a feud with both Tony storm, of course, which then poured over to other places, but also, Oh, I can't remember her name. It, it was a person who, who was with the South Pacific power trip and she later retired too, but that was a hell of a feud too. Um, yeah. She was always game for like a hardcore match or something. You'd always be like, my God, what is Ginny doing? But uh, great character work as well. I, I just, I really was a big fan of hers. I'm sorry to see her go. Maybe she'll appear in the rumble and we'll all be surprised a little bit, but uh Heading over to AEW. AEW has announced a media deal in 42 Europe and Asia markets with The Zone, in effect immediately distributing Dynamite, Rampage, pay-per-views, Dark, etc. Some of those countries involved, please hold your applause until all companies are named. Albania, Alderney, Armenia, Azerbaijan, Belarus, Bosnia, Herzegovina, Bulgaria, Croatia, Cyprus, Czech Republic, Denmark, Estonia, the Faroe Islands, Finland, Georgia, Gibraltar, Greece, Guernsey, Hungary, Iceland, the Jan Mayan Islands, Jersey, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Latvia, Lithuania, Malta, Montenegro, North Macedonia, Norway, Poland, Portugal, the Republic of Moldova, Mo Romania, Serbia, Slovakia, Slovenia, Svalbard, Sweden, the, I can't say that. Yeah, they got Svalbard? Turkey, Turkmenistan, the Ukraine, and what we call Becky Uzbekistan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. What, what a uh, late presidential <laughs> candidate would refer to as Becky, Becky, Becky Stan. Becky, yes. Becky, Becky Stan. Yeah. Yes, no. It, yeah. Um, oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, time to get a VPN, kids. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> God, it's a real where's that of countries, huh? Oh, yeah. Um, yes. It, <laughs> the domination of Eastern Europe. <laughs> well, no, I, I think it's really important for AEW it to is. expand into the Republic of Moldova. Yeah, no, I, I completely concur with you, Jeff. Thank you. You're always well, a beat ahead of me. Chris Harrington, though, and getting that deal done. Look, look, I would I, for one, would love it if AEW somehow beat WWE to world domination. Well, WWE is 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 concentrating on the Chinas 
and the Indias of the world and these big populous places. No, yeah. Screwed. Meanwhile, AEW is flanking them on the sides AEW's with these like small risk. countries. And yeah. they're going into Greece and Hungary in order to get there. <laughs> this is great. No, this is like playing Monopoly. You get Baltic Avenue and Mediterranean. And you just put the hotels on them. Yeah. Well, I mean, did you ever play Risk, the board game? I, yeah, I'm familiar with what Risk okay. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The game you, of World Conquest? Right. You stage out of Australia and you slowly yeah. expand the race. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I understand the WWE's general method. armies are all on Australia. It's nothing yeah, but you Billy go, Kay. You're and... all in on Western Australia <laughs> and you're working your way out. And you're just hoping that nothing goes wrong you just with some look dice roll. You go, well, you didn't think of the Republic of Moldova, did you? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, you know, you've got your uh, your friend. He's trying to stage up in Siam, not oh, yeah. known as Thailand, trying to hold the line here. But you're you're eventually going to get ahead because you're getting the extra two armies because you've now controlled Australia. What I'm saying is that if AEW does this, I think in a few turns they could very easily conquer Africa and get that Africa South America portal set up interesting cross promotion when they were in los angeles number of aew superstars recorded episodes of of a podcast with mark Marin, who um as you may know or may not know starred in the glow series on netflix um it it's not part of his regular rotation i believe these are just special for subscriber only podcasts but the hipster <laughs> disaffected uh, how do I put this? The audience for Mark Marin podcast, and even Mark Marin himself, to me, is not professional wrestling, Chris. So I find this a very interesting crossover to get into a more cool vibe. And I don't know if it's going to work necessarily with MJF and Jericho, I think, being two of the guests there. But we'll see. Oh, yeah. Jericho might be a bad call, especially, you know, his audience might find out more about Jericho and not be big fans of him. I'm hoping Jericho just naturally goes into a bad segue. Yeah, Mark, we'll hear about the death of your girlfriend later, but first, moink. <laughs> I want Marin to be like, so uh, your wife stormed, stormed the Capitol on January 6th. Yeah, what was, and, what was, yeah, the, what was Mark, the deal with that? Yeah, <laughs> this, could be, oh, this could be like a disaster on many, many levels, and I'm kind of here for it now, to be honest with you. So does she still feel that way about the election or what? What's going on there? So uh, everything, <laughs> everything you do is no. I, I mean, with Marin, it would be so everything you do is fake, right? <laughs> I, I think he knows. No, he knows better than, yeah, he knows Marin, better than that. He knows but... better than that. It also, Marin's the kind of the king of the awkward pointed question. Like he, you know, he the you wouldn't ask about that. Marin would ask about that. That's kind of his vibe. I mean, look, uh, I think MJF is a better fit than Jericho. For a couple of reasons, uh, Marin's interview style and like when the show works, at least for me, is when the people he's interviewing, like Marin starts doing his questions that dig a little deeper beneath the surface. Like he just doesn't give a crap, so he'll just well, ask. No, the like, secret, the secret of Mark Marin's podcast is all the episodes are really about Mark Marin. That can also be true, but what I was going to say, Jeff, okay. yeah, is that I think it works when they're able to, you have a person who is being interviewed who's able to give you something back. And with Jericho, yeah. Jericho's just so effing fake. 
I, yeah. I like, yeah, yeah, especially when he gets on a microphone. You just, there's the real Chris Jericho. Well, Chris Jericho's not real, and that's all you get. All you get is Chris Jericho. Yeah, he's always on. It's it's like watching yeah. a it's like watching a talk show guest who is only there to plug his project, but really doesn't want to have a conversation at all with anybody on that stage. It'd be like trying to interview Gene Simmons and actually get the real Gene Simmons. You're not going yeah. to. You're gonna get like the persona, the Kiss and, Army, and, the Kiss this, the Kiss that. You can yeah, buy this just, with the Kiss at KissStore.com. Boring, boring. Yeah. It's Exactly. <laughs> that's that's one of the few interviews I remember on, on when I used to watch Stern or <laughs> Stern is it's just Gene Simmons would just be a plug machine for Kurt Kiss merchandise yep. all the time. Yep. <laughs> like... Meanwhile, Ace Freely will give you the wildest quotes you've ever heard. Just one yeah, after one time another. I was drunk at this hotel and then I like <laughs> free based yeah. some drain cleaner while I was <laughs> I, I heard a good one the other day. I was like, yeah, you know, uh, I, I've seen UFOs a bunch of different times. Uh, what, one time I uh, woke up face down in, in, in between the doorway. Like the door was open. I was just face <laughs> down on the porch. I don't know how that happened. There must have been a UFO. And, that, and they've abducted me. Like he like, went into it. Uh, it. No, like that is a good Marin interview. Like Ace Freely would be a good Marin interview and Gene Simmons would be a bad one. And so I would say Chris Jericho is much more Gene Simmons. Um, MJF, you would hope, you'd hope Marin be able to, I think Marin will be able to coax something real and interesting out of MJF. And MJF does tend to be, you know, like somewhat interesting in interview he format. He has a switch and he yeah. can turn it on and off. Yeah, yeah, he can. Sometimes you get fakey MJF, but like I feel like there is a real guy there and that, who that... The others are here. I think the others might be. I think the young bucks might be there and I forget the other crew, but it was like four episodes. So, oh uh I uh, I I don't subscribe, so I don't know. <laughs> like who would you want to hear Marin interview? Well, I've listened to a few and I've tried to listen to some of the, the like I've I listened to his Norm McDonald one. I listened to his Don Rickles one. So, like, who from AEW would you From AEW? Yeah, 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 specifically. Like, if you're going to have, like, Marin do one interview with somebody. I want to hear someone who actually had to grind it out on the road for a long time. Like, an actual comic type of thing. And for them to be able to have that kind of bond. Like, Adam Cole might be interesting. Huh. Okay. Because here's the thing is, Adam Cole also gets that game. Because Adam Cole and Britt Baker were were on an episode of... uh, the Anthony Bourdain show when he went to Pittsburgh and he, and Anthony Bourdain went to a pro wrestling show that featured Adam Cole on it. And they went to a diner later and talked about different things and stuff like that. I mean, he, he's a guy that is a bit iconoclastic if you want to do it that way. Um, you know, I, I don't want to do somebody who's an actual podcaster. I don't want like Cole Cabana on there or anything like that. You know, I, just someone who you wouldn't think would be a good interview, but might be a good chat. Uh, so for me, it would be Danielson. Punk might have been a good one. To be no, honest. well, and yeah, I was gonna say Punk, but it was like too obvious and yeah. like funny and like haha, and, and like to give a serious answer, I think Marin and Danielson would have a real interesting interview. You know who would be interesting? I think if he could start talking, would be Hangman Page. Okay, Page would be good. Page, Hangman Page likes to not be guarded a lot, so I think that would be kind of an interesting thing. You know who else could be interesting too, and who would benefit from having a strong outing on this would be Ricky Starks. Yeah, he could be interesting. I don't know that he can be, but he could be. No, I I could see that too. Or or Moxley, of course, can't go uh, wrong with Moxley. Uh, one piece of injury news: Nikita Lyons out of action with a torn ACL and meniscus. Uh, that's interesting because I thought for sure she was going to be in this rumble. 
Um, but <laughs> maybe stop doing those spin kicks. I, I, I know, right? <laughs> like, like, I mean, you think of it, you think of her offense and stuff, and boy, could have seen this one coming. Like, I, I, she throws really wild kicks. Um, and some of them look good, but she throws a lot of kicks. Uh, and it's a tendon. So yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm just like done the, with the way they, tr- they, the way they train women to do, you know, all these kind of choreographed somersault dance flip moves. People are going to be busting knees for a long time if they continue doing that kind of crap. Yeah. No, I was watching Tiffany Stratton do her ridiculous, like multi handstand cartwheel elbow thing. And I was just like, <laughs> why, why, do, why are <laughs> future <laughs> NXT women's champion? You're talking about there, Tiffany Stratton. So yeah, that's, uh, potentially. Yeah, probably. I mean, she's I a like great her. character. I like, no, her you know, she, she, she's got, she's definitely got some stuff going like, for her. Like Sol that. Ruka yeah. is just doing way too much at times. Way like, too much. <laughs> and like, it's in place of like real offense. Yes, like, they, they're not a, actually here, learning moves. They're I'm learning, gonna do learning a cartwheel. Cutter, but I'm going to do a cutter, but I'm going to add a, I'm going to add a cartwheel and a backflip to it. It's like, all right. <laughs> I mean, I, and I also think the lethal injection is too much. I've always found that move to be gaudy and like far-fetched. A little bit, but Jay Lethal always hits it. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, well, Jay Lethal's <laughs> great. Yeah, I, 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 it's weird. I really like Lethal. I just think the lethal injection. Like, no, the, I, I, yeah, I, I yeah, concur yeah. with you. Yeah. Uh, no NFL competition combined with the nostalgia aspect of Raw XXX. No nudity. Meant Raw dominated Monday night. 2.34 million average viewers and a 0.7 average in the key demo. First hour, commercial free, did 2.635 million viewers and a 0.8 key demo, despite the bait and switch. So those are monster numbers for WWE. I don't know which one it was. Either the, I hope it wasn't the. Le- I hope I hope people were tuning into this, going, man. You know who I can't wait to see? IRS. That's a guy I want to see. <laughs> yeah, I know. That pay your taxes line. I, 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 was <laughs> I don't know, Chris. There are probably some kids going, why is he the heel? Right. No, <laughs> I was actually happy. I mean, especially when you, it, it is a real interesting anachronism from like that late 80s, like Reaganism, greed is good, Gordon Gecko sort of like era where like, you know, paying your tax, here comes the tax man, they're bad. Whereas, now we're in an era where I think a lot of people feel like big companies like Amazon, Facebook, et cetera, basically pay nothing in taxes. I don't, they don't just feel like that. I think that's basically numerically borne out as well. So yes, the idea of pay your taxes being like this really evil thing. No, but part of me just wants to see the, the mass. <laughs> we should push that guy as a baby face now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> AEW pushes him as a baby face. The crowds I, I mean, cheer IRS. But let us not forget the name of IRS is vaguely connotive of a certain oh, ethnicity. Oh, oh, oh. oh, not even vaguely. This, this I is know. Erwin R. Erwin R. Scheister is clearly an anti-Semitic trope. Yes. Come on, let's go. Yes. let's not play games here with it it's vaguely problematic no no, it's problematic he's basically a Jewish banker gimmick yes yes. it's one of the worst gimmicks Vince ever came up with Vince has the protocols of the elders of Zion (laughs) on his like computer screen all right what's next (laughs) well it won't be that if I make him from the IRS instead of from the bank (laughs) (laughs) good lord How did that one ever get through standards? I don't, right? And think about how many times it's gotten on TV since. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. Just. 
sorry. That's just... no, I, that's no it's worth it's worth noting. It's a really horrible gimmick, and I feel like IRS <laughs> oh, for he's whatever reason. Secret meetings now. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> this gimmick just for whatever reason doesn't. Oftentimes, when they talk about like the most offensive gimmicks ever or whatever. IRS it never does gets not get play. It, it never, never gets enough, enough play. play. Never. I mean, they hit they hit the good ones. They hit Saba Simba, and uh, <laughs> or some uh, you know the Kamala. original Kamala, the original yeah. Farouk Assad character. Um, you know, El Matador. <laughs> <laughs> but you can make a really strong case that IRS is one of the most oh, glaring, most egregious. But yeah, it's a glaringly offensive. Yeah. Okay, that'll end the news section. Thankfully, no sponsors this week, so straight into the lazy river of wrestling criticism. Whatever we watched, whatever comes to mind from any of the shows this week or anything nostalgic we may have watched. But because there is a big pay-per-view, and actually it's one of the big four, we are going to start on the beach of the lazy river with our Royal Rumble preview 2023. Five matches announced. And none of them look all that appetizing, to be honest no. with you. Um, but uh, we'll we'll get some talk in on on the men's and women's Royal Rumbles. Uh, Chris, I want you to think of think of a surprise and think of um, think of who in NXT might be in each of the Rumbles as we go through this. But there's three matches to go before that, so I'm giving you some thought time here. Okay. A singles match for the WWE Women's Raw Championship or Raw Women's Championship. The women aren't raw. Bianca Belair versus Alexa Bliss. Oh, God. (laughs) And this has to involve Bray Wyatt somehow, doesn't it? Yeah, it's got to. And that makes me think that there's a decent chance Alexa wins this. There's a very decent chance. I think Alexa wins this. And I think somehow she loses it at the Elimination Chamber. I think that's the way they go with this. Uh, but I think I think Bianca and Charlotte is the plan. So I think Bianca and Charlotte for the SmackDown title, we have to find a way to get the belt off of off of Bianca. And maybe the deal is, look, if this match opens the pay-per-view, I think Bianca might win the Royal Rumble. But for now, I'm expecting some uh some shenanigans, possibly also involving Asuka. So who knows? But I think Alexa Bliss leaves the Royal Rumble with the Raw Women's Championship. Yeah, I think that's right. And yeah, maybe Asuka gets turned too here. And like, that's Alexa's new evil faction. What I should have probably started with, Bray Wyatt versus L.A. Knight. Yeah, let me talk to you. (laughs) Mountain Dew pitch black match, which nobody knows what it is. No clue what it is. It might just be drinking Mountain Dew and coming up with bad. I hope they're blindfolded. Characters. God, I hope they're blindfolded. Oh, you hope it's you hope it's what the mat was was that the Master of Darkness match or whatever it was like Rick Martell and Jake the Snake. Yeah, I think Jake did the one Snake. Of those. Yeah, Jake the Snake and Rick Martell. Jimmy Garvin and, way. Jimmy Garvin and Kevin Sullivan once did one of those too. These things are bad. They're always bad. I have not yet tried Mountain Dew Pitch Black Zero yet, Zero Sugar. So I'm kind of, I can't find it around me. I can only find the regular. But yes, um, Uncle Howdy comes out maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but Bray Wyatt's winning this, right? Yeah, can't wait to find out who Uncle Howdy is, though. I think that's going to be the really exciting part of this is we'll finally get the big reveal as to who Howdy is. And- I think we'll get to Bo Lead in it. Yeah, and, and, and that'll really <laughs> pull this whole thing together. Oh, yeah. Jeez. 
in a very interesting match, even though I think the ending is preordained. Roman Reigns against Paul with <laughs> Roman Reigns against Paul Heyman. Roman Reigns with Paul oh, Heyman. Yeah, I, I, Paul Heyman will have a competitive 15-minute match with oh, them. Yeah, you know. Versus Kevin Owens for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Is there any hope that KO gets this either with Sammy help or not Sammy help? Because I don't see it. I don't. I don't see it either. Sorry, we're we're having a little bit of an accident. Oh, are the are the are, are the cats acting up again? No, Hazy's actually puking. It's not really an acting up thing. Oh, uh, my, my, she was puking all while we were talking about Bray Wyatt in L.A. Night. Oh, so well, giving, you know, giving her own sort of implied it's black goo coming out of the cat. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, right. Okay, so uh, what? Give me the match again one more time here. It is uh, Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens. Okay, no, um, there is no chance that Owens wins this, which is a shame because, especially now that they don't have The Rock, Owens would have been a very, very strong finish line for this because he was one of the first title defenses, and it would make sense that ultimately this Sammy and Owens thing somehow leads to them reconciling and Owens winning the chance. Like, it would have been a very narratively satisfying storyline, but no, I, I, I think... I, th- I mean, I think the interesting move in this match would be to have Roman basically give uh, Kevin Owens the Apollo Creed and Rocky Four treatment and make Sammy watch. And, like, that's the moment where Sammy finally, like, hops in the ring and turns on Roman. Oh, okay. Do I need to do an awkward pause while you clean up cat puke? No, I actually was able to grab Hazy and get her to puke into the sink. So I have no cleanup. I just need to run the the sink here in a second, which I will do on mute. What other show do you get cat puke? (laughs) Yeah, no, Lanza has been doing dog content for years, but not once has Lanza had to negotiate the travails a broadcast journalism oh. while handling a vomiting cat. So once oh. again, Lanza, no one, Lanza none. Goose yeah. egg. Take that. Goose egg. Cat. The women's Royal Rumble match. Only seven people have been announced for this match yet. So you'll probably get your usual, you know, your usual non-surprise surprises at this point and, and a few NXT people. But uh, right now, the only ones announced are Liv Morgan, Candice LeRae, Rhea Ripley, Raquel Rodriguez, Shayna Baszler, Zelina Vega, and uh, Emma, who announced on SmackDown Lowdown. Uh, I will I will give my picks for who I think will appear from NXT. I think Tiffany Stratton shows up, and I think Alba Fire probably gets gets the nod here. Probably more NXT people than you think. I mean, I could I could totally see. Uh, Toxic Attraction being in here too as a debut to see how they do. Uh, for my surprise, I'm going to go with Billy Kay. I think Billy Kay gets an appearance at this Rumble. But, uh, they um, need people. Like, yeah, I wouldn't be people. surprised. Yeah. But um, as for who wins the Women's Royal Rumble, I think there's only, I mean, th- now there's two because you kind of can consider if Bianca loses the Raw title, her coming in and winning this one to be a two time champ, and then you put her up against Charlotte for the SmackDown title at one night of WrestleMania. But other than that, the only person you have that can possibly be put into a main event. It's got to be Rhea. Got to be Rhea Ripley. It's um, got to be Rhea Ripley. And especially with only seven people announced. 
And this is a fault of the storytelling in WWE that they don't have a lot more contenders in here. And it's partially the fault of them doing the whole main event gimmick as well, because God knows there's never a day where, you know, Carmella comes back and gets a world title shot at WrestleMania because that's not marketable enough. So there's only two people that can win this Royal Rumble and everything else is just, well, let's see what the spots are and be entertained by them. It's just, I, that's what I hate about what the Royal Rumble has become now, Chris. I'm sorry to go on that tangent. No, I, I don't have a lot more to say on the Women's Rumble because it's just, it's they've been so lazy. The only one that makes any sense is Rhea Ripley. Yes. They could they could curveball me and, and pick someone else, but or you know do they kind of like and take it away from them at like in February? Right, right, exactly. Um, would suck. I, no, but would also be a thing you would do if you had bets riding on it and you wanted to make some money. Um, you know, be, <laughs> no, look, uh, they made Rhea Ripley. If you were going to Vegas right now, Jeff, would you bet on anyone other than Ripley? Like if Bianca wasn't an option? No, no, because right? she and she's right. also the only one with a with a minus number in front of her odds. By the way, it's minus two hundred on Rhea Ripley. Yeah, I, I mean, she would be the only one. Um, and so like the only way I could see them kind of going with anyone else is if someone had some money riding on it. Like, because otherwise, it makes no narrative sense, and there's no one, there's no bigger name for them to get. Maybe uh, Becky Sasha? Lynch. Maybe Becky Lynch. I guess if is Sasha, where's Sasha? Uh, she's in New Japan, or she's 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 doing the stardom thing. She ain't part of this. All right, so then that that would be it. Yeah. If it's not, yeah, if Sasha's out of the convo, and that seems like a fairly strong argument that she is, it's got to be Rhea. Yeah, and if if you if you sat down any basic television watcher and had them watch a month of shows and asked them, okay. Who's the hottest woman on the roster in terms of push and build and someone you can turn into a star? It would be Rhea Ripley. I mean, she's she's getting the big spots against men. She looks like a badass against the bloodline. There's nobody it's, else. You can't. It's an interesting character, too. Like, I, I actually kind of like the idea of Dominic being like her little henchman helping her out and like, you know, eventually like. The women getting fed up with Dominic and beating the crap out of him. He's like the he's the perfect guy for that. He's way better than like a Reggie. Um, like he's he's a good putz. She makes she makes sense as a monster heel. That putz is also in the men's Royal Rumble. Uh only partial listing of people. Again, I always liked when they had everybody announced and everybody would cut a short like 30 second promo or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it made you really feel like anything could happen. Yeah. But like no, I the seven out of thirty is embarrassing. Like at minimum, you need to know who at least half the participants are at this point. You get 16 on this one. So you get one over half. <laughs> it's not great. Kofi Kingston, Santos Escobar, Ricochet, Austin Theory, Seth freaking Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, Rey Mysterio, Gunther, Cody Rhodes, Omos, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, Karrion Cross, and Dominic Mysterio. Now, there's only two people to me that can win this men's Royal Rumble, and it doesn't make any sense, Sami Zayn or Cody Rhodes. Yeah. Because if you're doing all this build for Cody to come back in the Rumble for him to lose it, that's a stupid story. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, boy, boy, yeah. Like, if Cody doesn't win this, that to me would be a giant mistake. Uh, I, I think even though Sami's probably hotter than the two of, uh, of the two of them right now. Uh, Here's I, the thing I wanted to bring up, though. Okay, And, and this, is, this is – something that's it's out there and it's a possibility vince has not yet decided 
to uh, kick the door down of the writer's room and say, I'm in charge now. Sami Zayn is a story that I think in the hands of Triple H and creative, you could honestly build that to a main event program at one night of WrestleMania. But knowing that I there's agree. a but knowing that there's a sale, and knowing that Los Angeles is the media capital of the world, I could see. I could honestly see them starting with Sammy, and then things change, and they say that's not a big enough WrestleMania for Los Angeles, and it all gets foobard. Yeah, I I, I think that. Money people will be like, Sami Zayn is not big enough of a star in order to make this work. But if we're looking at this Royal Rumble, this kind of thin card right now, to me, the most interesting through line for this show to make it feel like a show with like a beginning, a middle, and an end, and a story that actually runs through it that sets the table for a longer story, it's Sami Zayn wins the men's Rumble. And Roman is, like, everyone in the bloodline is sort of, uncertain how to feel about this and Roman is angry and decides to take it out on Owens like Owens fights and but Roman is like incensed and like is at a new level of angry and Zayn has to watch as his friend gets decimated after having won the Royal Rumble thus setting up this okay Sammy yeah Sammy now wants to beat Roman Reigns not just for the title but for his friend too like like this is ultimately the big redemption angle for Sammy well you know what the story is I mean it's a little bit like um the Sting story in 1989 in WCW or, or at the end of the NWA where he won the Future Shock Royal or the the Round Robin and became the number one contender to Ric Flair's title, even though he too was a horseman. And so now, so now the horsemen are saying, "No, you cannot. You 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 are no longer a horseman. You're out, and you're not going to have this world title shot." Blah 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 type thing. I don't know if I can take two months of Roman being angry at Sammy for having a title shot. Right. No, in, in in the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark until now. Introducing slab packs from arena club Com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy slab packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club slab pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you, you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying oh, hey look at some random cards or whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. 
But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your pulls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. What's going on, guys? This is Rich from the Flagship Podcast here on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. If I could have a moment of your time, I'd like to tell you about one of our sponsors, Eufy Video Lock. Eufy Video Lock is a smart lock, a 2K camera, and a doorbell all three-in-one offering you triple security so you can have everything in one device rather than installing many pieces on your front door but it's not just for security the eufy video lock is also for convenience no more concerns about losing keys and you can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated cameras some other great features we love about the eufy video lock is it is easy to install and set up with just a phillips screwdriver no drilling required Keyless entry, no more fumbling for keys when your hands are full. You never have to worry about kids losing keys or passing among renters. You also have 0.3 second, 0.3 second fingerprint recognition and one second unlocking. Again, 0.3 seconds, it's going to recognize your fingerprints and in one second it's going to unlock. And with the AI self-learning chip embedded, the more you use it, the more accurate it will be. Also, no battery anxiety. You have a rechargeable battery in there that could last around four months and you will get a low battery notification before it runs out. Uh, passcode unlocking and remote control with the 2K clear sight. See who's at your door and control from anywhere through the Eufy app. With enhanced night vision, you can have optimized view even in the evening. You can also secure your package delivery by view and two-way audio. And then best of all, no monthly fee. A bunch of other brands out there are going to charge you a monthly fee. You have your recordings locally and you never have to pay for storage. Customer service, Eufy's got you handled as well. They are on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty, all backed by their professional customer service team. Contact them anytime by telephone, email, or live chat. Personally, as a homeowner, I love my Eufy video lock. I have the ability to see what's going on when I'm not home, when packages have has arrived, and, and really the thing I love the most about it, the ease of being able to lock and unlock my doors without having to fumble with my keys and reach in my pocket or wait, no, crap, they're in my backpack, all that sort of stuff. All this is happening while my dogs are barking at me. You know what? Not anymore with the Eufy video lock. I touch it. 0.3 second fingerprint recognition, one second doors unlocked much much easier so if you want to jump on board with eufy video lock search eufy video lock that is e u f y video lock again that's eufy video lock e u 
FYVideoLock or visit eufyofficial.com slash videolock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. In the bloodline, no. Um, I, right. I, I think once he wins this, Roman has to make it clear that that was indeed crossing the Rubicon and that you're like, not family, you're, you're a saboteur, I'm against you, you stabbed me. And Roman is angry, especially after this trial here, that he rendered a not guilty verdict. And in fact, Sammy, in his mind, was guilty all along. Like, way, like, that, that trial was a great piece of business. Oh, it was a great piece of business. I, look, if, here's the problem, though, for Cody. It's, it's like, if you're trying to build the Cody, every one of these good pieces oh, yeah. of business involving Sami Zayn is sabotaging the Cody pushes. This is, this is Roman Brian Danielson all over again, if possibly. Where, yeah. where they want one guy, and they're going to tell you who the guy is. And God, I hope people don't turn on Cody because of it. <laughs> I don't think they will fully, but... I don't think Cody's going to capture the imagination of people like Sami Zayn has this year. All right. I'm going to make a couple of predictions. I think uh, NXT wise, I think Grayson Waller is probably in this rumble. And I think, I think Von Wagner. I was thinking oh, somebody, you, you stole it from me. I was going to go with Von Wagner. I was, I was thinking either Von Wagner or Sanga, but I think it's going to be Von Wagner probably in this. And I think a surprise return that nobody's expecting. I think I'll go with Mr. Kennedy. I think he's like in it, like number two. He gets to do his intro and then he gets quickly thrown out by whoever's number one, probably Baron Corbin or something like that. I'm going to go with Jinder Mahal as your surprise return. Former WWE champion. He's in NXT right now. How is that a surprise? No one sees Jinder coming. <laughs> that concludes our Royal Rumble preview. Now, the Lazy River, whatever we watched, whatever we're thinking about in the world of professional wrestling, stateside, Japan, what have you, we'll do it here. I think Chris is in agreement with me. I hope so. I'm just assuming this right now that there is probably no bigger thing this week than that, uh, that Mark and, and Mark Briscoe, Jay Lethal tribute match to Jay Briscoe, Tony Khan mm. fighting to get Mark Briscoe onto television. And boy, the, the, the love he received. Um, Oh, and let us applaud him for doing the fight, too. Uh, look, I, we've been very critical of Khan on a number yes. of different occasions for a number of different decisions that he has done. And oftentimes, we're critical of Khan for being a pushover. If there's, like, yes. one recurring motif that I can say, like, uh, sustaining criticism of me with his management styles, I find that he is passive and easily bowled over. And I think it is a wonderful thing that he fought for this moment on tv and i i think it really delivered um i mean not for nothing it was even better than he fought for in the wake of the fact that on wwe television this week there were like just a a rogues gallery of derelicts including hulk hogan uh <laughs> on tv I, well let me push back a little bit on that because wwe gave jay briscoe mention on both NXT and SmackDown and even top dollar dropping a few uh, Jay Briscoe references in, in an interview type thing um, for a guy That's that never nice. worked there for a That's guy that good. never worked there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But the issue and the no, injustice I, I, here, no, yes. let me finish the thought. It's important. The injustice here is that the Briscoes have been like blacklisted for yes. far, far, far too long and mention 
is thoughts and prayers crap. They need recompense. They need to be able to work. Mark Briscoe ought to be working. I want Mark Briscoe on my television. Justice is Mark Briscoe can go and work on AEW television. Justice mm-hmm. is WWE goes, hey, Mark Briscoe, you want to do a little run in NXT? Let's see what's up. Um, justice is this man working. It's not saying some nice stuff about his brother for a week. I, I agree. And especially on a wait when you get guys like Hogan and Flair on TV who have said, said and, and done, done and worse, done and done far worse things. Yes. No, I, 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 no, I agree with your sentiment. I want, I, look, I, I, I wake up every morning and I tweet, get paid. So I want Mark Briscoe to get paid. I think, I think Tony's paying him pretty well. Um, I'm no, that's why I'm so laudatory of what Khan did here because that Mark working is justice, and it's also what I, as a fan, wanted to see this week. Um, I want to see more Mark Briscoe on my TV. I was Um, shocked, he I was shocked he came to work that quickly, yeah, and not only that, he held it together a hell of a lot better than Jay Lethal did, and that's no slight on Jay Lethal. Um, but man, Jay Lethal had me in my feels. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Oh God. Oh yeah. Jay, Le- uh, Jay Lethal was all of us. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. No. It mean God. And then Mark. And, and the the thing with Mark that made it so cool is it's like he rallied to keep Jay together, and like it was all just so beautiful. Yeah. Um, he he's just like the consummate professional. Yeah, Mark, Mark just looked at him, like, hey, we got a match to do. Let's we got to do this, <laughs> and then like. There was this thing for me where, for the first time, almost tragically, it's like the first time I really saw Mark Briscoe as Mark Briscoe. Yeah. That, like, he's not, he's no longer just the the crazy, like, the, the, uh, zany, the, the zany yeah. crazy to the menacing crazy. He's now all of it. Yes. And he can do it. And he can embody all of it. And that was cool, man. He's a great wrestler. It was really yeah. lovely seeing him on TV. Yeah. Uh, I will let you go first, sir. Um, yeah, I, I guess the only, I, I want to say one other thing on that, like, which I, I messaged you, which is that like, to me, like perhaps the most intriguing storyline that could happen now, um, because it does actually hit, it, it pulls reality in this really emotional, compelling way would be Mark Briscoe chasing MJF for that title. Um, this Danielson storylines, Okay, I mean, it's delivering some great matches. Uh, you got a good match out of Brian Cage. Not not always the easiest thing to do. Um, but, it, it, like, I want to see more Mark Briscoe. Uh, okay, I, well, I, I want to go on that story. journey. Let yeah. me give you a different story that's possible here. Because of the love that Jay Lethal was getting on this show, that he possibly turns babyface and joins Mark Briscoe and go after the tag titles here in this company or at least joins him in that. And they turn on Jeff Jarrett and, and, uh, and Sanjay at some point, look, I love the work that they've been doing. Don't get me wrong, but I think, I think if you were going to make a turn somehow, oh, I, I, how do you keep, how do you keep lethal heel after this week? Yeah. You have, Jared Elkabongs him and they start, and Satnam starts to beat on him a little bit. And Mark Briscoe makes the save. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, something like that. I, yeah. I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, even even Sanjay Dutt with his prominence, it's like I, I, he's a manager. It'd be a little bit easier to keep him heel. Um, but even he, like, like, I, yeah, it, it, 
I'm fine with you. Like, look, if this this results in a turn for lethal and dot, like that's not that's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. It also wouldn't be the hardest thing in the world to execute yeah. either. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Um, no, so no, there's just I want more stuff with Mark. But here's my only thought on that, dude. I think, I think Mark needs to do a singles push. Like he's owed one. Okay. Yeah, I think he can. I think he can do it. So why not? Uh, yeah, I, th- I think they need to get past this uh, Danielson thing, though, first. No, they need to get past this Danielson thing first, and uh, it certainly doesn't preclude him from, like, being friends, allies with Jay Lethal and tag team partners with Jay Lethal, but, like, yeah. Mark. And especially because now I think they've killed a lot of the goodwill. I, look, I like Eddie Kingston a lot. He should not be a heel under any circumstances ever, even if he is under control of the House of Black. I don't care. And then turning him heel this week was or on Friday was just dumb to me i think if, yeah, if that happens turning and, and, and trying to like I, I get why they're like well we need to make big things happen on friday but like look at those rampage numbers y'all stop it yeah stop it um gonna talk a little raw here gonna okay. talk a little bit about planning and 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 the lack thereof and being able to time segments and giving you some, some leeway now we know that raw is so hyper hyper scripted that they don't give themselves much leeway in terms of time, but that bloodline trial that we uh, we loved so much, it ran long. And the victim of that was the Bailey and Becky cage match, which then turned out to be a bait and switch of some kind there. Um, yeah, the, 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 this did the women's division in WWE absolutely no favors whatsoever. Um, Becky was supposed to win and then damage control was, was going to beat her up afterwards, which also makes no sense whatsoever. If you're going to end the feud in some way, you can't just do a beat down afterwards and go, well, this feud must continue. How do you get past a cage match then other than maybe a retirement match? But yeah, no, what happened was the bloodline segment went long and they decided to, instead of cutting something like, oh, I don't know, the Legends poker game, which was oh so important to get DDP on there with a straight flush and and Alundra Blaze holding the belt that she threw in the trash when she went back to WCW. They got that one joke, that one joke. Oh, hey, Ron Simmons is coming in and saying damn again. That's great. Oh, look, here comes Teddy Long. Oh, here comes. I, I look. I kind of like the DX angle segment. I did. It was okay. It was fine. I'm just. It's just like this. This Legends crew that they bring in are the same damn people every time. We've always seen. And God knows, do we need Ric Flair to be riding Charlotte's coattails even on merchandise in the WWE? There's a shirt now where it's like. They're celebrating like the 30, 30 combined reigns or something like that. I'm like, does Rick need, well, yes, Rick does need the payday, but nevertheless, it's just like, we can't focus. On, I mean, the thing about, the thing that drives me nuts about WWE is their nostalgia always ends up burying the people that are actually there at that time to the point where they, they never get over as much as these, hey, as much as the member berries crew that's actually there type of a thing. Like, it, it's just like, it's like the, the whole FTR segment from, I think a couple, was it a couple years ago? Was it two or was it just let No, yeah, it was two or three years ago where all of DX and the NWO did all their moves on FTR and then backstage, they big timed them. And, and it's just, it's just, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, there is, there's no, 
nostalgia is great as long as it's a respectful kind of nostalgia type of thing. Like we'll get into it. I'm going to talk a little Noah today. It was going to be interesting, but this kind of nostalgia is always just like you guys suck. Everybody was much better back then and much bigger. And look at the funny costumes that we still make them wear. Yeah. I, I, this is really sort of like the least interesting version of nostalgia for me. I I'm not necessarily against old cast and new cast kind of intersecting and I bring, but like, thinking about this sort of thing like there's an episode in next generation of star trek where it's when the first season they bring in scotty and scotty's there but he's there specifically to like rub elbows with everybody and it's not to get scotty over or establish him as a new member of the crew or anything like that Scotty, these people in the engine room are idiots what would you do <laughs> right right it, it's actually the plot lines the like scotty's being too pushy you try to be too you know like up in everyone's business and like they kind of like go like Scotty, you got to slow your roll here, buddy. Um, yeah, no, it, it is fine to have DDP come and I don't know have an interaction with Austin Theory right backstage. That's a fine usage of him. Austin Theory needs to ultimately come out benefiting from that sort of interaction. Yeah, having yeah. all of the old guys just backstage just doing a segment to do a segment. It's not really particularly interesting because there's no rollover to next week. Um, if anything, you get the best equity if you can use these legends as a plot point in these uh, people's storylines on the road to WrestleMania. So DDP does a thing that has consequences for Austin Theory for the next month or so. Your turn, sir. Boy, um, Austin Theory. I'm going to stay on that same subject here. right? Quick. Okay. I invoke the name. He is just... He is just a guy for me, Jeff. He, like they, for for the they have been giving him a lot of time and energy. And fair, we don't necessarily talk about um, the things on Raw that aren't really working for us enough. So I do want to dwell this week on Austin Theory. Uh, he's fine, but he's just he doesn't really have a personality. That personality that he doesn't have doesn't really come through in the ring because he doesn't have a personality to have. They killed his first personality. That's part of the problem here. That that's part of it too. Uh, and I'm gonna, uh, I'll posit something for you. Okay. Grayson Waller is now a better Austin theory. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay. I, it's the actually I like we've through that, which is that like yeah, Grayson Waller better at pretty much every element of Austin theory, and, and I'm going to even include the athleticism here. I think Grayson's a more interesting match. Um. Theories, he's boring. He's very, very boring. Yes. And I don't, I don't know how you make him more interesting. He needs like, a he manager. Needs, like, yeah, that's part something. of it. But man, but it's like, yeah, page one rewrite with this guy. Yeah, he needs yeah, you some need to go sort back of menace. To the character needs... edit menu and like completely redo the gimmick. He needs a want because yeah. because yeah. his want right now. Oh, I'm the youngest. Blah 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 blah. You know that crap. That's not gonna fly. I mean, why are you doing pro wrestling? In young the pro and wrestling cocky world? is boring, right? Yeah, like 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 young and cocky is not a full character. No, it's, it's Sammy it's Guevara. Partial, yeah, it's a partial <laughs> character. Yeah, yeah. I, and even I'm Sammy has shot. more. And even Sammy has more interest than than Austin Theory for oh, me. Also, it's like. Funny from now that Sammy's like at 30, I think he should keep doing this. I'm young thing, like into his 30s. <laughs> like, I, I know I'm like, no, go for this. I, I, I like this. You're, you're still the young stud at 33. Let's go. 
so I watched the uh, the Great Muda's last match in Noah between Great Muda, Sting, and Darby Allen versus uh, Akira, Hakushi, and Mara Fuji. And damn, if I didn't have a fun time watching it, was it a great match per se? Not really. But uh, they they actually did a callback to one of the match to the to the Muda versus uh, um, Jinsei Shinzaki match that we watched for our Patreon special, mm, Chris, at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with the with the with the blood on the stick and him breaking the stick type thing, mm-hmm, I remembered that. I was like, oh, that's yeah. Cool. Uh, both Akira and Hakushi decided to come out and kill themselves for the betterment of our entertainment, and I adore them for it. Akira and Darby Allen are just Akira's like just deciding he wants to have a banger with Darby Allen, who is flying all over the place, and he's gonna do it. Hakushi's throwing himself through a table and then blading, you know, bleeding all over the place like a stuck pig. And then and then, you know, and then the legends match kind of really starts. It was really cool. They brought out uh Kabuki and and kind of gave homage to the uh to the quote unquote uh kayfabe lineage of 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 Muda and Kabuki, because that's how Gary Hart originally introduced him as the son of the great Kabuki. Um, I loved uh, Noah's pageantry impressed me on this because they gave they gave um homage to the history of Sting and the Great Muda, you know, and, and they played the old Sting done. Dun dun dun, 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 and then they eventually went to the crow music, and he walked out with the bat and everything. I thought that was kind of cool, and just you know, Hakushi came out with um, it wasn't Sato, but it was a guy dressed kind of like in that same way, but with a mask and stuff like that. Everybody had these big, almost garish costumes and stuff like that. It was really, and it wasn't campy. It was taken as seriously, and I was like, this is kind of cool. I wish. I wish there was more of this pomp and circumstance that was taken seriously in American wrestling, but it's always done for kind of irony. And, and I really just, that's the thing that also got to me. It's just like, you know, you know, Oh, the undertaker, (laughs) druids and crap like that. You know, it's like, but I mean, like serious, like pageantry is awe inspiring when you watch it. And I I really did. Yeah. Could you imagine Kurt Angle actually being presented as like a real sports legend? Yeah. I, I like no, it's it's just in the world of WWE, it just seems impossible. Yeah, and they're the they're the pageantry company, but they don't they they want to do it for like set pieces on Mania and stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, just for a moment. Yeah, like it's not it's not a vibe or an aura that they that they realize you need to preserve week in week out that sort of thing. Your turn, sir. Uh so kind of the Austin theory of AEW for me right now is action Andretti. Uh. I, I watched I was very I was very locked into to dynamite this week like I I, I was actually really sitting down and watching the whole thing because I was, I was really ready for this Mark Briscoe match um and it gave me a chance to really kind of pay attention to like the, this opening match with Jericho Guevara Starks and Andretti and yeah I I don't know enough about wrestling to say that he's not promising or whatever all I could say is that the promise has not been delivered at this point and I I it's is this is not helping Starks like start the the focus on Andretti only is bringing down Starks and Andretti's not ready for this and I like he's just he's just there man he he's another guy who is just there I agree I thought Starks and Andretti kind of came off as uh indie-rific there's a little indie-rificness in there but I was thinking in terms of their aura and their and 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 what they were presenting very 
80s 80s mid-card almost jobber to the stars type of energy there uh, where they're getting the starts... crowd fired they get the crowd fired up and then they get a big move done on them that just kills them starts his intro too. him doing the horns thing he needs to do that exactly once he does not need to keep doing bop bop with his hands over yes. and over and over yeah again. i was saying this last week as well yeah no um i thought the booking of this match was it it i actually sat there for a moment and go did they just do that because you have starks get the rochambeau on jericho on the outside that should in theory distract garcia to come over and check on him or whatever so that then andretti can get a clean pin on sammy and you continue this build of this hot superstar instead apparently on aew last night with the exception of that that briscoe match we, we were having sports entertainment play by different actors because we had the we had the DMD Titan Tron distraction. Oh my god, Tony the, Storm. One of the worst issues like I've seen it at either company in a long time. It was so clunky. They're never good, but that was like a horrible one. And then we have the back shot on on Andretti and Sammy gets the pin, which I'm just like, well, are we making a star out of him or are we just making this inter an entertaining 50-50 storyline? And I'm just like you're right. This didn't help Starks at all, even though he wasn't. Well, he wasn't involved in the pin. That that's that stamp. No, that's part thinking. of the problem. That's part of the problem. The whole match is about Action Andretti. We have sixty or seventy years of wrestling on television history. We can dive into for different finishes and stuff. We don't have to just go to the other company that's been the dominant one for twenty years for all of our creative ideas. Even though everybody in our production is now ex WWE, which is also part of the problem. I, I, it just, I was floored when I watched it. I go, how does this help Andretti or Starks in any way? Also, Action is such a goofy, goofy, goofy name. Um, I, I will give props here to something in AEW, though. I loved the video package for Tim Thatcher. Mm-hmm. That's that was what good. You, they, they did the same thing kind of with Kushida last week. They're getting it, I think. When you're going to introduce somebody new give us a promo package slash music video and let us see this guy and why we should be excited that he's going to be on television, even though most indie people and stuff like that and people who have been watching know why and they know, et cetera. But it's still a great way of presentation for a television program. And I, I really like this. And I made this call. I liked, I, I made this call on my other show because it was like, okay, Brian Cage is going to be the big dumb guy who can get some licks in, but I want the, I want the competent uh, assassin to come in and I hope it's Tim Thatcher. No, I, I think it's good. It makes MJF's move last week, make or to get cage in here to go after the arm, win, lose or draw makes sense. Yeah. It they makes, oh, it makes ahead. picking Thatcher the following week seem like a stronger pull here. They still continue to have this problem of, okay, but MGF doesn't really seem credibly scared of Danielson. Like, in that no. promo, I thought, was way off the mark. The promo was uh, absurdly confident with not not an ounce of fear. And you should be doing all of this out of fear. Yeah, And And that's what made Danielson's promo backstage sort of like, he's like, I'm going to remove the... Ma-. Well, not necessarily well, fear. Because nah. we don't want to be a cowardly heel. I, oh, yeah, okay. But then, like, why do we need to break down Danielson then? 
Well, I was saying kind of like the Harley Flair thing. I mean, it's not like Harley couldn't take care of Flair on his own. He just <laughs> say I have the money now and I don't want to face him again. So I yeah, want but like the, the applied thing of you're going to run through my gauntlet of goons is I'm scared of you. Yeah. Well, that's and, especially when you're going to employ the gauntlet of goons to go after a specific limb. Well, what I'm thinking, yeah, well, what I'm thinking is there's a difference between, say, Harley Race doing this in 1983, 84, and, say, The Miz doing it. And I just don't want to be The Miz kind of cowardice. Right. Okay. And so then part of that is that Harley doing it has already established that he's a tough bastard. Yeah, that's true. And MJF has not established that he's a tough bastard. They did fail on commentary in one way. I I, I want to know if you picked up on this or not, because they were talking about why Brian Cage waited until after the match to do the attack on the arm, like like the real attack on the arm. I was that he like, wanted to win the match, or he wanted to win the match secretly. Which well, well, no, no, they said he'd be number one contender right. for something, right? right. And it's like why yeah, did he be number one contender at the beginning? The, no, they did. They said it during the match. Uh, they said during the they said during the match after he was pinned, but they didn't say it. No, 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 oh, no. Did they? Okay, they said it during the match as well. Uh, okay, so I, 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 I will no, make, no, I'll, they I'll said it during the right. match, but that only made the story slightly more confusing. Like in that case (laughs) that MJF should not of all the people. And there's literally anyone else in the roster. You could have picked out as goon physical goon. Number one for this one, especially if you're setting up Thatcher next week, which is the real point of this. It should have been anyone other than Brian cage. Um, like it, it just it didn't make a lot of sense to to yeah. Yeah. And, and I liked the beat down afterwards. I did. I thought that was great. Except if you're going to get a chair and hand it to you, just whack the guy in the arm first before you do the uh, <laughs> do the mousetrap device of now I'm going to ram this into the pole. You know, just 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 give me the realism of getting a chair and hitting a guy in the arm real quick. Like, I just, <laughs> it's like, oh, and here's Brian Cage setting up this chair he was just handing. I was like, just hit him with the chair, Brian. That's all you got to do. You're trying to take out the arm. That's the entire psychology. Don't make this more difficult. I had another problem with this match, though, which is that. I obviously, as a foregone conclusion, Danielson's arm has to get hurt during this match. Like, like that's the story of the match. That has to happen. Danielson has to rally and dominate Cage at the close of this match. This, I, I hated the end of this match where Cage, you know, had to have fire up spots. He had to have, uh, I will not be felled sort of spots. Uh, and so then Danielson wins by just a quick little victory roll. Danielson should have annihilated Cage. I like this. Continue. He, yeah, he, he should. He Yes, his arm should have been hurting, but he should have been like looked at Cage's leg and been like, I'm about to break that down now. Yes, like, I, like, want, yeah. I want the Danielson from his promo in the ring. Right, and he's like screaming, you see this, MJF? This doesn't stop me. Nothing stops me. He's kicking Cage's leg. Cage, for the first time in his life, is having to sell, and he's scared. He's scared he's going to be injured. And then Danielson like makes him tap out. He doesn't break a limb because we need Cage to get involved in the post-match beatdown to continue the attack on the arm. But, like, Danielson needed to look dominant in this. Yes. And, and it is a – because, because MJF needs to be scared of him. That's the whole reason he's getting all these hitmen people. I It is a problem, a fundamental problem with the storyline that, like, he's going to be like, kind of too cowardly of a heel at the end of it. But this is the story we're locked into. And if that is the story, then MJF or, or then Danielson needs to look like a man who 
nothing can stop him. That, like, theoretically, if MJF gets him pissed off enough, that arm, Danielson's not going to feel that arm. Danielson's going to find a way to break MJF's arm with, like, two legs. He's going to do three limbs is more than MJF's four limbs can handle. They, they have not done the work on this so far. No, and, you, and, you convinced me. I, I, yeah. I, I totally agree with you here. And that, 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 needed, that needed to happen with Cage, where he breaks this monster down, even with his three arms. And the next week, Thatcher comes in thinking that he's going to, you know, get, get the up on Danielson because, you know, he's a great wrestler. He knows how to work the arm. And Danielson's on fire still going into that match. Like, here's what I would do. Here's what I'd do with Thatcher. Thatcher gets blown out. I'd have, I'd have Danielson run through Thatcher in about a minute and a half to the shock of everyone. Yeah. And you'd have the neckbeards complaining, they didn't utilize him well enough. We are building Danielson, people. It's a story Get match. It's not, it doesn't need to be a good yes, work rate it's match. It's a story just, match. We can have a Danielson-Thatcher match somewhere down the line. No, I know. I, lo- I love this idea. You know, Thatcher comes down. He's looking clinical. He's you know he's staring yeah. him down. He's doing the whole thing. And and Brian Danielson just runs through him. He's, he's the hired gunfighter that's come in to take care of this guy. Yeah, he just gets blowed out. I oh, yes, dude, no, I no, you, yeah, you, no, you, you, yeah, you, huge entrance, like you know, you have Excalibur on commentary. Yeah, statistics of the number yes, of bones yes. that Timothy Thatcher has broken in his career, All or whatever. This. Yeah, right. And, really and Danielson comes yeah. out. Yeah. You just see his eyes look different. He gets done annihilating Thatcher. Like Thatcher yeah. doesn't know what hits him, and like Thatcher's out. Like he didn't tap out. You don't tap out Thatcher. You you knock him out. Just knock him the f out. And then Danielson's just screaming into the camera, "I am coming for you, MJF. Nothing will stop me. Send anyone. Send anyone." The movie and- equivalent I would put on maybe Unforgiven when Gene Hackman beats the crap out of Richard Harris. Is English Bob. <laughs> and then for the next three weeks, Danielson's arm's broken, but MJF is pissing his pants. Yes. And that's the dynamic we have going into this Iron Man match. No, that's what I, should have happened. I agree. No, they're not telling the story. They're not telling the story right. And I'm with them. I it, You got me it, fired up now that they're not telling the story right. I was kind of blasé about this, but now I'm fired up angry. Let's do this. Come on. It shouldn't be that hard. I know. It really it's, it's a simple be. storytelling, kids. It but, really is. But we got, oh, well, we want to have great wrestling matches. No. I, Not I every one of these. Have, you also got a couple of those already. We had yes. the Takeshka Tateshka match. Uh, we had the Bandito match. Now we can do story matches, and we got to commit to that. Yeah, and we need the story here other than, oh, man, Brian Danielson thinks that MJF is a fraud, and he's going to prove it. Well, let, let's... Let's How is he a, fraud? a little bit? How is he a fraud? We like, right? Like, what is the crux of the fraudulent yes. argument there? Yes. Oh, well, you know that he's not a sixty-minute technical wizard. Blah blah blah. You know, uh, and then, and then the biggest mistake: uh, MJF bringing back up Regal. No. No, 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 so, no. Killed we off got, the character on the TV God, show. You got to move on. on. It's yeah. not helping the story. Total mistake. Been recast. Let's not talk about the old actor that was there anymore. Yeah, I, I concur with that. Uh, any, anything in AEW or NXT uh, that um, you got? No, we, we already talked about the Ruby Rojo, uh, Ruby Soho distraction finish. Good which was, God. I, I, I do hate this home groans versus WWE imports thing too because it – Oh, but Chris, I, I've been told it's not WWE imports. It's people who have traveled the world. I'm full. I, I don't want to cuss. That's just garbage. It's, it's WWE. Like, 
and it's and it's a bunch of people that are simping for WWE who were mistreated by WWE, which makes this entire story effing ridiculous. Yeah, it, it, it it's a bad story. You think Tony Storm gives a damn about WWE and it really being the bigger company? After do we talk to people who wrote for Tony Storm in WWE who were like gobsmacked that they were suggesting to pull off the top for cheap heat? Tony told that story on a on a podcast. Why in the hell are we insulting our intelligence by thinking, you know, I came from WWE as opposed to coming to AEW. Why would she be proud of that? I'm going to go further on this, though. It's lazy booking. Write real characters for these people. I get it. You signed Soraya to this big contract, and you never figured out what the hell you were doing with her. You don't know what she's supposed to say. You don't know what her personality is. Turn you don't real. know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, nothing. I get it. I get it. That's sad. But, like, this sucks. You need to actually write real characters for these people. Uh, I'm going to give flowers to NXT uh, in response to that. They, they, they tried with a lot of women's stuff on this NXT episode on Tuesday. They did. They had a lot of women's stuff all over this thing, uh, <laughs> including the very, I, I still find Keanu James problematic. I don't know. It just, this whole story is straight out of a porn movie and I still don't want to see it. You know, Tiffy Stratton's kind of problematic in some ways. Uh, but I thought like the promo work by even Gigi and, and JC, I thought that, that was pretty strong on, on Tuesday. Uh, and Thea, Thea is just, he is always on 11 and I love her. I mean, she's going to get this dumb character over whether you want it to or not. Uh, you know, but women were all over this program on Tuesday. I thought that was a very strong, savvy move by them. Yeah, you know, look, it doesn't always work like with Saul Ruka or whatever, but um, yeah, I, I think... I like Saul Ruka, but man, that finisher is the most ridiculous effing thing I've ever seen. Uh, Some other thoughts, though, on the women. Um, Ivy Nile moves like a real wrestler, and it's funny to watch her work against other people who can't keep up with her speed. Who, who have never and done it, combat sports, yeah. Right, right. It, it, like, Ivy actually moves... With like real like motion and, a and like fighter. It, yeah. yeah like a fighter Tatum a doesn't gymnast. even do this. yeah I, I I I like Tatum I think Tatum skipped it but like just it, her in the ring with all these other women it's like she's just like several beats faster and these other women have just like never been in a real fight in their lives exactly and now that's I, a good call I think that it is a we we talked earlier about the cartwheels and the all that stuff. Uh, I really do think a little bit of com like legit combat training, um, actual sparring training and that sort of thing would, would go a long way. Can you imagine Tiffany Stratton knowing how to throw a real punch? I'd be legit. That'd be oh, yeah, no, I'd be I, all over I, that. I, I was just about to swear. I was just about to drop an F-bomb. Like, that'd be That rad. would be great. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, no, that'd be, that'd be really cool. Although, yeah. although that would be very scary for... Uh, <laughs> uh nikita lions if she really i mean oh my god yeah no but like dude if nikita actually had like some like legit like that ivy nile sort of like motion oh yeah like that'd be that'd be cool oh like, she'd be uh, she'd be uh, i'd shelter yeah. immediately <laughs> yeah, no like that, these are interesting things um i do think this kiata and fallon thing uh, like, look, we can see the betrayal coming here, but like, it's some interesting characterization for both of them. I think yeah. it's made Fallon and Kiana more interesting, and they've also both of the performers have done very well with 
but yeah, I mean, yeah, they, yeah they've I, done I, well. I, 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 I make fun of her all the time, but I mean, again, in that, in Keanu's that, uh, not a bad actress, right? No, she's like, not. She's no, not she's a bad, actually she's not, not a bad. bad. Wrestl- she's not a bad wrestling actress, and she over delivered in that gauntlet match thing, whatever that, uh, what the the, soul, the survivor. Uh, whatever the hell that thing was that that five person thing where you had to get the most number of pinfalls yes yeah 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 she yeah. over delivered in that match quite a lot so i am not no i'm not I, doing I've... this to bury kiana james no i'm, I'm like getting mock... more pro on her all the time actually. yeah 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 like... if they could find a real character for her right and her giving her a sexy secretary who no, that if woman knows exactly what character. she's doing on social media by the way if you don't follow her old g uh, the Brazilian, but, uh, and who is a legit, uh, I think she's a black belt in, in jujitsu. I mean, she, she has skill. She has combat skills too, the secretary. So I'm waiting for her to pop that one out. But, uh, yeah, th- look, th- this is, this is look the, the country bartender and the city, uh, banker who has bought her bar and, and the virgin who wants to somehow parlay this into a threesome, uh, <laughs> The virgin who wants to parlay this, <laughs> do it right and get rid of my virginity the right way. Um, yeah, it's a cringe story, but the the actors aren't doing a poor job at it. It's just yeah, right. Like this, story. it's just like not. Yeah, it's not a good story. Like I, I wouldn't have written this, but no. Uh, given the material, Kiara vastly outperforming oh yeah no no she's she's game though and you gotta appreciate that it's like okay if you can handle this stupid script maybe we'll give you something real in the future now usually it doesn't work out that way but at least she has the range and you can go okay there's something i could work with here as as a writer i'm looking at that going okay there's something i can work with here if she can get over this dopey gimmick right here but yeah uh, i have nothing else on my list yeah um I like Drew Gulak going in here and being a locker room bully. I think that the Hank Walker and Drew Gulak thing just never has really clicked as a story beat, like, or unless you were building to a Hank in Gulak match. But once they introduce Dempsey, it's like, yeah, yeah, Dempsey and Gulak. That makes sense as a team. Dempsey and Gulak against the Creed brothers is interesting. Um, they went th- too quick to Gulak being a heel again. Yes, yes, yes. I think, I, I, I think that like, it needed to be more nuanced. Yes. You like, it, because he came, came in originally and then he had got, I think, uh, I forgot who it was. I cut a promo on him. It was a heel. He goes, you know, watch my, Oh, it was, uh, Grayson Waller. Uh, I thought, no, 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 no. Well, Grayson Waller did it, but it was also uh Damon Kemp did it. Right. Too. It was Kemp, right. It was Kemp. And like, no, uh, if anything, Gulak and diamond mine should have been like, Gulak should have been a member of diamond mine for at least a few months here. Yeah, he should have taken um, yeah. over the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, basically, he's, like, kind of, like, their leader. And, like, it, it should have initially been one of these things where initially, like, yeah, Ivy and the Creeds welcome it. And what they realize with Gulak is that they actually don't need a leader, that they can lead themselves. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, that should have been the story here. But, like, I think some time with Gulak as as a face would have been good. Um, I, want, I want someone to walk up to the Creeds, put them in the Royal Rumble, and tell them it's a shoot battle royal. I, <laughs> just watch I what happens continue to enjoy the hell out of the creeds like they, 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 they scare the hell out of me though too. they're so good uh they're, they're entertaining man they got i mean a thing. I, I want them back in 92 with the steiner brothers that's what i want the, the brutus the brutus smashes are really fun i, I like when yeah. you just double hand like donkey yeah. kong smashes people no they, they, they have some good I'm, I'm looking forward to this vengeance day uh thing next week i think that'll be fun and we'll we'll preview that next week as well uh, let's end it there. This has been Shake the Remotes. You can follow me at Crap Game 13. You can follow Chris at 
on Instagram at Dr. The word Dr. Underscore Nove. You can just follow the show on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. I basically just retweet Voices of Wrestling when they come out with our episodes and stuff like that. We are part of the Voices of Wrestling Network. Listen to all the shows on there, including the flagship, Music of the Mat, Open the Voice Gate, it's Days of Thunder, etc., etc. Um, I do another audio show on the Fight Game Media Network called The Dynamite Show with Paul Fontaine. About 10 minutes after Dynamite ends, we do a thorough deconstruction of every single segment on AEW. For five bucks a month, you can become part of that. Chris also has uh, plugs and things that he wants you to buy. Yeah, I, I want you to buy things, specifically <laughs> guitar lessons, which you can get by contacting me on Instagram at Dr. Underscore Nova, as Jeff mentioned. Uh, also, I guess if you are in the Albuquerque area and you want to see Hondo Coyote, be sure to follow me on Instagram to keep up with all of our dates and upcoming shows around the area. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Cheering at pro wrestling shows in Japan is back, and 2023 is already shaping up to be a big year in the history of pro res. That's why you should listen to the Emerald Flow Show. From the Royal Road to the Green Mat, Paul and Gerard take you into the world of all Japan pro wrestling and pro wrestling NOAA. Not only do we analyze events, but we examine business, who is getting over, what angles are working, or not. Occasionally, we take a look at other Japanese promotions like DDT and Zero One. So if you're looking for more coverage of the world of Japanese wrestling, check out the Emerald Flow Show on the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network, available on all of your favorite podcast apps.